are the lab doctors. I'm Amanda. I'm Dorothy. And I'm Zhao Yong. We are biomedical researchers who realize we still have a lot to learn about science. So why not join us on this quest? Welcome back to the Lab Doctors Podcast. So today we are going to talk about stress. Hmm. <laughs> like what thing about stress? Okay, so like what happens when your body encounters stress? So before we start, mm. on a scale of 1 to 10, how stressed do you feel ten. now? <laughs> really? You ask me now, I'm 10. <laughs> Wait, really? Because of the topic? No, like because oh. of my life. Okay, okay. <laughs> If it's past week as in like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's been pretty good, I think. Maybe oh. had a two or three-ish. Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. Mine's like eight. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I'm at like a six. Oh. So a 2018 study in America found that the average stress level amongst Americans was 4.9. I can't find stats for anywhere else. Wow. So that's below the midpoint. Wait, what scale is this? It's just one to ten. One to ten. Okay. So next question. What are you stressed about? About work. What else is there to be stressed about? Okay, well, yeah, same as Dorothy. I'm stressed about work, but also sometimes I'm stressed about the environment. Because like global warming. Global, like, yeah. Anyway, before we go down my normal spiral of the ecosystem, some frequently cited sources of stress include money, work, the economy, family responsibilities, relationships, and personal health issues. So there are many sources stating different statistics and I don't really want to focus on it too much, but I'll just ask one question. What do you think is the percentage of working adults who feel stressed? 50%, isn't it? Like 5 out of 10, maybe 50 like what level of stress? Like any level of stress. And it should be 100%. Right? <laughs> yeah, almost close to. <laughs> oh, yeah. So from what I can find, the global average hovers around 70 to 80%. But one 2019 study in Singapore reported that 92% of working Singaporeans are stressed. Oh, not surprising. Can we go back to the stats a bit? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. like really confused because stress can come from so many different sources. So what was the survey about like stress from work? Because you're bound to be stressed by something in your There's life. There's too many studies looking at too many different things. And some people even look like, I googled like work stress. And then some people, like there was this study that looked at commute to work in high traffic areas and how many people were stressed from that. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, actually, yeah, I want to know also. What, how many people are stressed at work. So I don't know, let's just say in the working population, this is the statistic. That's what I can find at least. So sorry, I don't have the answer. <laughs> I was very frustrated You're last making night. stress now. <laughs> and there's this um, global organization for stress and their website is Go Stress because G-O. <laughs> okay, so what is your definition of stress? Um, I guess it's like you worry mm -hmm. and then it's like you can't just enjoy life. You're like just thinking about what's going to happen and it gives you a bit of anxiety or your heart is like racing. Mm, <laughs> okay. You get headaches. I don't know. You see, that's my issue. I don't know if I'm chronically stressed mm. to the extent where I don't know what normal feels like. So, but for me, I, I think it's when I spiral and I, I, I if something triggers me and I spiral and like I constantly I'm very angry and annoyed mm. that, that's probably what stress is for me but if that's the case then the, but the emotions are like frustration so I don't know if that's considered stress mm. okay so it sounds like what we're talking about is psychological stress right like 
you worry about things, you get frustrated. But physical as well, like, like, like the heart will beat. And I'll oh, be yeah, like yeah. super so, alert because I'm damn stressed. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So stress in its purest form is an actual or perceived threat to homeostasis. So mm. homeostasis just means balance. So despite the bad rap that stress gets, it is actually the body's natural defense against predators and dangers. It triggers the body to release hormones that prepare its system to evade or confront danger or just deal with certain situations. So before we get to like the manifestations like your heart racing or being more alert, let's go through the process. So where does the stress response begin? In my brain. Yes. Hypothalamus. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, so I was going to be like 100 points for brain, but like hypothalamus is like extra credit. (laughs) So when we- A-star. Yeah. But you get the same points. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my God. But these points don't matter. (laughs) It's just, I'm so excited. It's what causes stress in our life when we school and we get- you shouldn't be okay let's not let's not get into school (laughs) stress okay so when we perceive a threat whether it be seeing an oncoming car hearing a loud noise or smelling something noxious our senses send information to the amygdala so you may remember from the sensory memory episode that the amygdala is the part of the brain that contributes to emotional processing so the amygdala processes the information and if it is perceived as a threat it sends a distress signal to the hypothalamus Mm. Okay, so the hypothalamus reacts and activates one branch of the autonomic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system, sometimes also referred to as the fight or flight response. So the hypothalamus sends signals through the autonomic nerves to the adrenal glands to release which hormone? Cortisol. Cortisol later, but let's go through the... Adrenal glands. Adrenaline. (laughs) Okay, I mean, cortisol is released from the adrenal glands as well. Epinephrine. Okay, so adrenaline or sometimes known as epinephrine. Okay, so what happens when adrenaline is released? So I think Dorothy already said one. The heart beats fast. Yeah. You sweat. Yes. How about your breathing rate? Um, increase. Okay, why? I don't know. Because your heart's beating faster. More oxygen for muscles. You're panicking. Yes. Yeah. You you want to take in more oxygen uh. to your lungs, so hopefully the rest of your body also gets more oxygen. And then I think Dorothy also said increased alertness, like you are yeah. hyper-focused. Uh, that also can happen when there is more oxygen going to your brain. So mm. other things that happen are your body makes it easier for your muscles to use glucose. So it's like a more efficient um, use of glucose. The blood vessels contract so that blood is directed to the muscles in case you need to use them and insulin production is inhibited. So these changes happen really quickly that sometimes we aren't even aware of it. So let's go back to the threat of an oncoming car. So some people are able to jump out of the way before they even think of what they are doing. And that is thanks to the efficiency of the amygdala and the hypothalamus triggering the cascade of events before our brain's visual centers can fully process what is happening. Mm. Are you okay? Because uh, you were saying like increased breathing rate will increase alertness. So I'm trying to breathe more so that my brain would be more alert. Feels like it's working. But I don't know if it's placebo. Could be placebo. Yeah. The thing about your body is like, sometimes you can't trick it, you know? Yeah. Nah, I'm pretty sure I can trick my body. It's stupid. <laughs> okay, so besides adrenaline, just now Chao Yong mentioned cortisol. So what are the functions of cortisol? Stress. <laughs> Anti-inflammation. Reduces pain. Mm. So think about like, if you are in a fight or flight state, what don't you need? I don't need money. <laughs> Oh wait! You might need money to fly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
I guess you don't need your stomach ah, to yeah. function. Yeah, it, it, it inhibits like gastrointestinal like motion. motion. But actually cortisol has been shown to increase appetite though. Because oh, like, like stress eating. Stress eating because you want to like make sure you get food into your body just in case you need it. So some of the systems that maybe aren't as needed when in a fight or flight kind of scenario is the reproductive system and growth processes. So when cortisol is released, these systems are dampened. All right, that's why very stressed people are like small. It can stunt growth. Yeah. Yeah. And then like some people lose their period as well, you know, mm. they, yeah, it yeah, yeah. screws up the menstrual cycle. Right. It can alter immune system response. So like it could compromise your immune system, mm. which is why sometimes people get shingles. It raises the amount of glucose in your bloodstream so that it's ready if you need to use it. It helps the brain use glucose more effectively, which could contribute to like increased alertness. It raises the accessibility of substances that help with tissue repair in case you need it. Like, so if you get a scar or something. Mm. It restrains functions that are non-essential in a life-threatening situation. So we've already been through that. And it affects part of the brain that controls fear, motivation, and mood. So again, these help you to deal with high-stress situations that are crucial for human survival. However, you remember we talked about homeostasis and balance at the start. So it doesn't benefit us to stay in this stress state forever. Mm. So in normal circumstances, after a perceived threat passes, adrenaline and cortisol levels fall and everything returns to baseline and the other systems resume their regular activities. So why is stress bad? The bad effects of stress can occur when we are stressed for prolonged periods of time. So one of the examples is frequent adrenaline surges. So frequent adrenaline surges can lead to damaged blood vessels, high blood pressure or hypertension, Mm. higher risk of heart attack and stroke, headaches, anxiety, insomnia and weight gain. Mm -hmm. I definitely have some of that. (laughs) (laughs) Whilst prolonged elevated levels of cortisol may contribute to weight gain, likely due to increased appetite, high blood pressure, sleep problems, lack of energy, type 2 diabetes or sometimes known as adrenal diabetes, mental cloudiness or brain fog and memory problems and a weakened immune system leaving you more vulnerable to infections. So I don't want to end with all doom and gloom so let's talk about stress management. So the goal here is not to get rid of it completely because stress is a natural response and can even be healthy in some situations. Uh So one way to manage stress is to identify your triggers and avoid them but this isn't always possible so another way is to find ways to cope with negative stresses. Mm. So my last question for today is how do you manage stress and mm-hmm. maybe we can help the listeners. It's damn annoying because like I had a series of headaches which I don't know why so I went to see like a neuro doc and he was like oh yeah stress is anxiety and the only way to get rid of it no the best way to get rid of it is to get rid of the root of the problem which is to quit your job and I was like what? Thanks for the help. That's so sorry. I mean, it's the best advice, but it's like not practical. Okay, I can start. If I'm really freaking out sometimes, I'll go for a run because... <laughs> <laughs> Don't roll your eyes. It works, okay? I guess it works. I feel that running helps with my headache. I don't know why, but yeah, maybe mm. the blood flow is better. Exercise has a myriad of... <laughs> Every episode that I think I always say this. (laughs) But exercise has a myriad of benefits, including elevating mood for some people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Actually, I tried meditation before, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if it works. Well, it definitely helps me sleep because I always fall asleep halfway during the meditation. (laughs) But I don't feel that like the anxiety will go away at the point of time. So I don't know if it helps, but psychologists would say just try it for a start. 
Okay, anything that works. <laughs> oh, anything that works. <laughs> sleep. Okay. Sleep is great. Yes. Because you don't think about it. You're like just half dead when you sleep. <laughs> it's like the world is not. And then, but when you wake up, like when I woke up this morning, then I was stressed again. <laughs> <laughs> At least you had like a prolonged period of time when yeah, you weren't yeah. stressed. Oh my God, sleep is good. Sleep sleep is good. So aim for seven to eight hours of sleep each night. Mm. Yeah, and I would just tell myself like... You only have one life, so like, don't need to be so stressed about it. Like, your health comes first, so... I don't handle stress well, so I I don't have anything. Okay. (laughs) But, it's the truth. But what have you been doing? Like, have you been trying anything? Therapy helps. Okay. Yeah. So, Healthline recommends that you maintain a healthy diet, aim for 7 to 8 hours of sleep each night, exercise regularly, minimize your use of caffeine and alcohol, and make time for rest and relaxation or self-care. You can consider learning meditation techniques such as deep breathing and stay socially connected so you can get and give support. Mm. So just to end off, if you can't manage your stress or it is accompanied by anxiety or depression, seek help. You may consider consulting a mental health professional or a therapist. It may seem like a small thing or maybe not important that you are stressed all the time and like, so what? But remember that stress is linked to many other physiological processes and over time, managing your stress may help lower your risk for stress-related diseases. Mm. Yeah, I think it's also important to recognize when you are stressed and when your body starts responding to the stress that you always get. And as usual, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Spotify. A like and a comment would really help us out. You can also follow us on our social media, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and feel free to DM us any questions. Alternatively, you can email us at thelabdoctors at gmail.com. We'll link all the articles in the episode description, so check them out and don't stress.